It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. My name is Brian K. Wright and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here and this is going to be a fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately and I will do this every single week. Lately, I have been thinking about confidence. This started a few days ago when I shared a quote by a friend of mine on Facebook, and it simply states this, confidence is the quality that creates attraction in all aspects of our lives. Let me say that again. Confidence is the quality that creates attraction in all areas of our lives. Think about how true this is for a moment. Would we follow a leader who doesn't inspire confidence? Would we want to associate with someone who doesn't show confidence in themselves or in others? Of course not. Having confidence in your skills and talents is the starting place to begin taking action. And as we all know, action is the thing that is needed to achieve anything. That being said, there are times when all of us lack confidence in some areas of our lives. And if that thing you are struggling with is important enough, then give it a shot and see what happens. Anything worth doing may not go well at first, but that could end up being where you experience your greatest triumph. Do it today. You will be so very glad you did. With all that in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Mark Drew. He returns to the show. He was here a few months ago talking about his book, Pendulum. Let me tell you a little bit about him if you did not hear that show. Since the age of 19, Michael Drew has become a leading book marketer in the publishing industry, propelling over 80 books onto national bestseller lists, including the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and the New York Times, and earning over 1,000 number one rankings for books on Amazon.com through his services called Promote a Book. Michael is the co-author of the book Pendulum and has a marketing agency that strives to build strong and real relationships with his clients and their audiences and increasing sales in a very natural manner. Michael has spoken on stage with the Dalai Lama, Sir Richard Branson, and Stephen Covey, and privately for the executive committee at Franklin Covey. Michael has also helped writers and authors, thought leaders, speakers, and entrepreneurs build on an essential component of continuing success, creating a platform for their writing and their message so they can expand their audience and adapt to social shifts. And as shifts in society continue, Michael has expanded Promotabook's services to include consulting and planning on everything from internet distribution and website building to video creation, book trailers, podcasting, and so much more. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. With all this in mind, here is my very special guest returning to the show once again, Michael Drew. Michael, are you there? I'm here. 
Fantastic. Welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you on again. Brian, it's my absolute pleasure to be on. Oh, wonderful. That's great. So um, you've been here before, so you know how the drill usually starts. I usually like to ask guests to tell us about their backstory and their background. How did you start? What was your journey like? What did you overcome? And how did you get to where you are right now? Well, I know this is going to be a bit of a review for those that uh, listened last time. Um, uh, I'm a high school dropout that um, got married at the age of 18, uh, was managing a Burger King. My the, my wife at the time said I was too smart to manage a Burger King, uh, needed to get a different job. I started working at a company in South Provo, Utah called Executive Excellence. This was back in 98 uh, before uh, it became a – well, Executive Excellence was a division of the Covey Leadership Center right before Franklin and Covey merged to become Franklin uh, Covey. I started selling their magazine, and within three months, I became the number three salesperson within the organization, and that's only significant because the number one, two, and then four and five salespeople had all been there for five-plus years and were simply renewing their subscription. So I came in and was generating new sales, and within three, within, um, three or four months of working there, the merger between Franklin Covey, Franklin Covey uh, began, and Ken Shelton was given the magazine by uh, Executive Excellence. Ken Shelton was the executive editor of the magazine as payment, as he put it, for ghostwriting Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that is, in fact, um, he was given the magazine. And he's, he came to me and said, hey, Mike, we're publishing all of these great authors in our magazines. Why don't we start publishing their books? And as a young uh, naive 18 and a half year old, like, yeah, let's do that. Let's publish books. And I failed miserably for a year and a half, but I worked really, really hard and learned a lot about publishing. And, um, after I worked, worked at executive excellence, I got a job offer to work at a company in Austin, Texas called Bard press. The founder and owner of the company, his name was, is Ray Bard. And um, the, the first day on the job, Ray said to be Michael, we publish business authors. What our authors want more than anything else in the world is to be a best-selling author. What I want you to do is go figure out how the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and New York Times bestseller list works. And as a young, almost 20-year-old, I'm like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And the first book I worked on was for my mentor and co-author in Pendulum, but at the time he was the, the first author that I'd, I had a chance to promote to bestseller status, Roy H. Williams. He's known as the Wizard of Ads, as in advertising. And we launched his book, Secret Formulas of the Wizard of Ads, on to, uh, to number three on the New York Times and number one on the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list. And that began my career in publishing. I spent five and a half years in publishing. And what I learned very quickly as a publisher was that it's never about the book. It's about the objective of the author. Unless you're Emily Dickinson and you're writing for the sake of writing and you don't actually care if the content gets published or not, you're writing a book and having it published because you have an objective. Now, you may not be willing to admit that to yourself. You may not be personally knowledge about that, knowledgeable about what that is, but you have an underlying motivation and it, it's usually fame or fortune or making a difference or some combination of those three. And once you understand what the reasoning is behind this objective, then you can properly put together a marketing strategy that will assist in creating um, that outcome. And so what I learned very quickly was that book marketing was really platform marketing or, or using the book as a way to promote the business. And mm -hmm. I, I learned as a publisher that 
it's not about the book. It's about what the book is meant to accomplish for the business owner and how you market a book if you're simply trying to sell a book versus trying to create a movement or sell a product or a service or create exposure for an organization or a nonprofit. They're very different, um, uh, very different objectives, and therefore the tools are used very differently. And so yeah. I learned – I learned at a very young age as a publisher that it's never about the book. It's about the platform. And after working in publishing for five and a half years, I left and started my own company. And when I left publishing, um, I had 19 uh, New York Times bestselling authors. And that was – or books. That was uh, 12 years ago. I've been in the industry going uh, going on 18 years in August. So I'm 35 now. I've been I've been doing this for uh, at this point uh, over half of my life. It's uh, kind of amazing for me. Um, but it's it's really about understanding what the business owner's objective is. And so when I started my own marketing agency, it was exactly that a marketing agency. It's not an agency specialized. In, it's not an agency focused exclusively on publishing, but rather focusing on on using content and information to help a business achieve their objectives. Now, what I'm most well-known for, the sexiest thing that I do is marketing books to New York Times bestseller status. I'm currently 80 for 80, so I'm pretty good at what I do, but that's not what I actually do. What, what We believe that everybody that, that's born on the planet is born with a sole purpose, an S-O-U-L purpose, and that sole purpose is not for you but for the service of your fellow man. My sole purpose and the sole purpose of my agency is to help people uh, find their voice, test and refine their voice, and ultimately share and amplify their voice. Getting a book on the bestsellers list is simply a form of amplification of voice at its highest level. Wow. That's that's really great. That's a, a great bio and a great backstory. And I'll tell you what, I mean, we've got about 30 seconds to our first break. I love what you shared that the book is not just about the book. And a lot of people who set out to write the book want to write the book because of what they think the book will will do for them. And we'll talk about some of that out on the other side of the break. But the book, really, if you're in business anyway, the book is a springboard to a lot of other things that you can be doing in your business. And I love that thought, and I love that idea. So we will come right back after the break. My very special guest this week is Michael Drew. We're talking about publishing and how to create a best-selling book. We will come back right after the break. Here we go. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world, managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California, to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. 
So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. Service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is Michael Drew, and we are talking about publishing and how to create a best-selling book, and his company is called Promote a Book. And if you want to look at his website, it is promoteabook.com. Very easy, very straightforward, and learn more all about him. But let's talk with Michael first before you do that. So if you want to call in and talk to us during the show and you have a question about how to create a bestseller, you can certainly call us at 866 404 6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. So, Michael, many people dream of writing a book. So let's talk about how having a best-selling book can change someone's career, the benefits of having a bestseller. Well, here's the way I look at it. I know we, we talked about this briefly last time as well. I look at a book as a way to engage and deepen a relationship. Um, a lot of people say, oh, a book is a business card, and I, I think that's the wrong way to look at a book. It's not a business card, and if you believe it's a business card, you're going to treat your readers and you're going to write like it's a business card. Um, and that's not a way to respect your readers. Um, a book is a really great way to deepen relationships with your audience. It's a really great way to uh, an excuse to be able to get interest in what you're doing. Um, it's not a great way to expand. Uh, it's not a great way to sell books to an audience that aren't already familiar with you. But again, if done right, the book is a great way to to get exposure for your overall business. You know, when I was growing up, I, like I mentioned before, I'm only 35. Um, I was raised on Sesame Street. And Sesame Street um, did a state change, meaning they changed the camera every 24 to 26 seconds. Um, Today, my daughter, who's now 10, was raised on Dora the Explorer and Diego and Blue's Clues and on and on and on. And in TV shows today, the state changes happen every four to, to seven seconds. So between four and seven seconds for a state change. Media 
is training our society to consume shorter and smaller content on an ongoing basis. Um, it, it, we could talk about what potential ramifications that have, but it, but in terms of communication and engaging in a, rela- a relationship with someone, we have to consider that we have to get their attention and keep it. And again, they want to see something new every four to seven seconds. Um, so when we look at information marketing or content marketing or developing a relationship with an audience, um, what you're looking uh, looking for is to take your audience on a journey from short form content to medium form content to long form content. A, a book is a long form piece of content. In, in business and in relationship building, there are four kinds of currencies that we exchange, time, money, energy, and information. The biggest currency that we spend on a book is not $20 to buy the book. The biggest currency that we spend is the time it takes to read it. So, yeah. it, so as an example, if you go from being on a radio show like this and talking about a book – to an audience, it would be inappropriate if we were talking about pendulum like we were last time for me to say, go to Barnes and Noble and buy the book. I don't, even if I'm here for an hour, I don't have the level of intimacy with your audience that is sufficient for me to ask them to spend six hours reading pendulum. It just doesn't exist. And so what I look at is in, in terms of marketing and book marketing and thought leadership and platform building is what are we trying to accomplish and how do we leverage this opportunity to expand the audience and get potential audience members to start with short form or micro form content, move to medium form content, and then into the longer form content. And that's that's what's important to note. And again, going back to the book as a business card, it is not appropriate for a, a writer to believe that what they're doing is creating a business card. What they're doing is creating the opportunity to give their reader, their audience, an, uh, an a experience. And that experience should help the reader deepen the relationship with the author. But again, it needs to already exist. We apply within our business and within our, cl- our clients the application of Desmond Morris's 12 Steps of Intimacy to be able to take customers from short-form content all the way through long-form content like books. Wow, that's great. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, that, that's a really, really great answer because, I mean, a lot of people, uh, I mean, have been taught that a book is a business card or that a book is simply about being the book. But, yes, it is a way to leverage and create and sustain a relationship. I love that because anyone out there that's writing a book, think about that. That's really, really important. So let me ask you, is it difficult to create a bestseller? I mean, it's obviously it's not just about being a good writer. I mean, a whole lot more goes into it than just having a skill set with writing. Well, it's interesting um, that that is true, and it's not. <laughs> and okay. here, here's here's what I mean. What most marketers do is find a form of manipulation within tactics to be able to create a specific outcome. That's what most marketers do. Really great products, services, or co- or content are remarkable, and the to be remarkable literally means that it, that it is to be remarked upon, that it has enough value that it is to be remarked upon. Now, remarkable content by itself 
is insufficient. However, if you have the right messaging and the right marketing and you're selling garbage, you don't have something that's remarkable. So you limit what can be sold. You limit the potential. And my experience is that it's always better to start with something that is remarkable. It makes the marketing easier. It can even make the marketing remarkable. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, marketing is so, so very important. Let me ask you, I mean, if someone is out there wanting to get a publisher, and we can talk about, you know, self-publishing versus, you know, finding a, a, a big publisher. A lot of people think about, you know, having a bestseller being automatically associated with working with a big publisher and getting royalties and thinking that the publisher is going to, quote, unquote, do all the work and all I have to do is sit back and watch the royalty checks come in. That is how this works. So what well, exactly actually, do publishers? It's actually a misunderstanding of publishing to begin with, right? Yes. It makes no sense to assume that a publisher is going to do that, at least not today. Right. You know, between 1880 to 1980, the average number of books published each year was 40,000 unique titles. Mm. From 1880 to 1980, that 100-year time frame. Last year, there were 1,076,000 books published. There were more books published last year than there were books published between 1950 to 1980 combined. Wow. And wow. This is where a lot of people focus on tactic instead of remarkable content because to effectively play within the industry, you have to understand what the rules are. And unfortunately, while the retailers and publishers appreciate remarkable content, um, they – know that remarkable content on its face isn't sufficient for a book to sell. Um, the, the average retail bookstore carries about 100,000 unique titles. Of those 100,000 unique titles, between 70 to 80 percent are what we call backlist titles, which are your perennials, your classics, and last year's bestsellers. What this means is of the uh, 1,076,000 books published last year, only between 20 to 30,000 of them made it onto a retail bookstore shelf. 80% of all books that are sold each year are sold through retailers, be those retailers online represent, although it's growing, 34% of all books sold. And so what you have to consider is that Bookstores are, are in business to make money. They're not in business to promote good content. If they can do both, they know that certainly that, a, that good content is better than bad content if the proper marketing is done. But what they're looking for more than good content, uh, good content is the author's ability to sell it, what, what I have referred to commonly here as platform. Right. The bigger the platform, the better indication that there is a need and demand for this content or information. And truthfully, publishers don't know what – or they don't have the money, frankly, to be able to figure out where the demand is. And so they rely on the platform size of the author to be able to give them an indication that the author – knows what he or she is talking about based upon their platform. But we've been talking about um, uh, publishing and uh, what exactly goes into it. And I'll tell you what, he talked about marketing. It's not just about 
being able to write. It's about having a platform. It's about having a space to promote. And it, it's unrealistic for someone to expect in this day and age that a publisher is going to do all the marketing work for uh, for you. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's, writing a bestseller can have such a profound impact on your business. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's it's really amazing if you do have a bestseller. I mean, I've had people on my show who have um, who, who have had bestsellers, and I think Michael might be back on the line. Is he there? Michael, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I sure can. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. You dropped off there for, for, for a quick second, but we've got only about a minute or so to our break. So um, what was that thought you were, you were finishing there? Well, it's, it's just to know that the, the, the retailers, they, they only make money when a book sells. They don't really understand, unfortunately, the market well enough to know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And they rely on the author's platform to be able to dictate to them whether or not this content is going to be able to be sold, not based on the quality of the content, though they know that quality content will sell. They will tell you that it's easier to find a good writer than it is to find someone with a platform. There you go. And we are coming up against our second break. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. You could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance. Wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. 
Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Michael Drew, and we're talking about publishing and how to become a bestseller. So, Michael, we talked a, a couple times real briefly about the idea of building a platform. You threw that phrase out there. Let's talk specifically about what a platform is and how that helps someone create a bestseller. Well, so, look, there's a couple of different things that you're looking at that, that are in play here. Um, a platform essentially has three elements. It has what your it, it's a it, it's a business platform. So you're looking at what are your business objectives? Who are you? What are your business goals? What are your business values? What are you trying to accomplish? How do you define and measure success? The next is who are your customers? What are their their goals and values? What are they trying to to accomplish? And the third element of a platform is the conversion bridge. What bridges between your your goals as an owner of a business to the goals and values of your audience, um, your your customer base, and so all three of those pieces are element are, are necessary to how they platform. Now, in terms of publishing, the reason why that's important is that the retailers they need to know that you have the ability to drive traffic into the retail into their stores to buy books. They're not going to do it, and they know that if they put your book on the shelf and you're not able to market and drive traffic into the store, into their stores, that you're going to be taking up inventory space and costing them money. One thing to note as well from a publishing standpoint for the publishers is that every book that they put on the shelf is 100% returnable by the retailer to, to the publisher. So if a publisher puts 10,000 copies of a book on retail shelves, and the book doesn't sell, the publisher will probably get those books back. Further, what what very few people recognize that in most retail industries, but the, uh, but especially true for publishing, almost every product that you see on a store shelf, its location, how much shelf space it's given, is based upon in publishing what's called co-op, um, which is buying the shelf space, um, and so. What happens is every book that is on the retail bookstore shelf that is not um, what we call um, well, it's not backwards titled. Uh, then the the book has to be modeled uh, within 90 days, or the books are returned. Modeling will say we put 10,000 copies of the book on our shelves at Barnes and Noble. We sold 7,000 books, so we're going to for the next quarter include 5,000 books. 5,000 copies of this book on our shelves. If you don't create a model or a size or a sizable model within the first 60 to 90 days after the release of the book, the bookstores aren't going to carry your book further. And so what you have to do uh, if you want success with your book is know how to maximize the distribution of your book. There are three keys to the success of the book. Number one is distribution. Number two is bestseller, and number three is audience engagement. When the retailers look at carrying your book as an author, 
when Barnes and Noble, the person at Barnes and Noble, the buyer, the person who's making the decision on how many copies of your book they should carry at their stores, and they, they use three different sets of criteria when making their decision. Number one, how well did this author's last book sell at my store? Number two, how well did how well does the average book by this publisher in this category sell at my store? And number three, how well does the average book in this category sell at my store? Now, based upon the answer to those three questions, the book is given a grade of A, B, C, D, or F. Based upon the grade, we'll determine the number of books that are placed on retail shelves. Your marketing platform and your marketing campaign can then have the ability to impact your grade level within the distribution model by one grade. So F to D, B to C, C to B, B to A. If your book isn't isn't commonly available on the retailer's shelves, the probability of the book selling is very low. And so, again, distribution of your book is the most important thing that you can do. Uh, And whether you're a first-time author or second-time author, what they're looking at um, are the answers to those three questions, and then what is the marketing platform that you're bringing to the table that that will help to mitigate the risk? Okay. That's great. That's great. So let me ask you about something a little bit different now. I was on your website earlier today, and I've, I've heard of, of this practice you know, that you refer to as orchestrating a number one bestseller. Uh, is that difficult to do? Um, is having your own list of people, your own tribe already in place essential, or can something like this be done from scratch? Tell us what orchestrating a number one bestseller means first. Well, all right. So technically speaking, a book that makes the bestsellers list is a book that sells more books than other books. Uh, uh, to be number one, that means that you you sold more books in a given calendar week than other um, than other books uh, than all other books in your category. Um, what you need to know is that the books, the bestsellers lists, are not real bestsellers lists. They don't count real sales in real time. Every retailer has criteria for how they report sales to the bestsellers list. Um, and every bestseller list has their own algorithm for how they weight and count those sales. So not every book that is sold at a bookstore like Barnes & Noble is reported to the New York Times. Not every sale that is reported to the New York Times is counted. Not every book that is counted by the New York Times is counted evenly based upon what retailer came from and the number of other retailers that are reporting. So once you recognize that, then what you know to be true is that in order to have a book be a bestseller, you actually have to meet a fairly complex system of rules by set up by both the retailers and the bestsellers. Just further, what you recognize in most cases is that if you don't have the distribution for the book, it doesn't it, your your ability to make the book a bestseller is very remote. It's why th- there are three keys to the success of a book. Number one being the distribution, uh, because if the book's not available for sale, uh, it makes your marketing inefficient and essentially not effective. The bestseller strategy, which leverages your existing platform in selling books in a fashion that allows that the sales are being reported and counted by the retailers and bestsellers list. And the third is the audience engagement strategy, which allows you as an author, business owner, to capitalize on the bestseller success of the book and to create interest uh, within a wider audience. 
doing a bestseller campaign is always leveraging your existing audience base, your existing relationships, your existing platform. To do an audience engagement is to leverage the bestseller success of the book and to use short-form and medium-form content to create interest in what you're doing as an organization or as a business and to get your potential audience members over to um, to engage with you in some other way in short and medium-form content. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Thank you so much for that. So let me ask you, I mean, I know that uh, you talked about how a certain number of books, only a small percentage of the books that ever get published actually make it to a shelf. So can bestseller status be achieved without bookstore distribution or a huge marketing budget? It's not about marketing budget. I've had clients who were able to make the bestsellers list by sending out a few emails because their platform was large enough. Um, the, probab- the probability of a book being a bestseller without the author having a platform is remote. There are exceptions, but they are exceptions. And, it, you know, I do not believe that you can plan to be an exception. You, if you're going to be an exception, you're going to be an exception uh, whether you plan for it or not. Then what I always have my clients do is prepare to not be the exception and have success irrespective of whether or not they get lucky in some other capacity. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. So let's talk about some case studies. I mean, you've you've had 80, 80 plus uh, best-selling books in a row, and we can talk about um, your 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 roster of people that you've worked with. But how about a, a couple of case studies? I think we probably have about five minutes or so to the next break. Cool. Um, yeah, and and this hopefully will help to illustrate different types of platforms. You know, we'll go back to Roy H. Williams, who's my first best-selling author and my my mentor and co-author in Pendulum. Um, Roy owns the uh, fourth largest ad agency in North America for buying radio advertising. He is a champion of radio and of small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, when I started working with Roy, he used to speak at the state radio bureau conventions in virtually every state in the country. He used to go around touring and speaking for radio groups uh, privately around North America as well. And his ad agency bought quite a, a boatload of, of uh, radio ads every year. And so he was very well known in that space. What we did to leverage Roy's platform was we mailed an advanced copy of the book out to the general manager of every radio station in North America. And we asked them to do two things. One, we asked them to buy 20 copies of the book on a specific date from a specific retailer. And two, to run uh, 200 radio ads promoting the book. Um, by doing so, we would give them a copy of Roy. This is back in '99. Roy's 12th training library, uh, which was a sales training system uh, about how to sell radio to smaller mid-sized businesses. We sent that out to 10,000 stations uh, to the general manager of 10,000 stations in North America, and we had over 1,200 stations participate. Uh, launching the book to number one on the Wall Street Journal and number three on the New York Times. Clearly, not everyone is going to have a platform like that. Um, I, I have another client. His name is Ivan Meisner. He owns a company called BNI Business Network International. It's the world's largest business referral organization. It's a Monday morning breakfast group that gets together that passes referrals, but in BNI, they only allow one person per industry per chapter. And what we did is, it's also a franchise organization. 
And we had all of his franchise owners do uh, be, contribute to a book called Masters of Networking. And then we had them do a membership drive at 56 different bookstores all in the same day at the same time. And again, we launched the book to number one on the Wall Street Journal. In this case, I think we launched it to number two on the New York Times bestsellers list by leveraging uh, BNI and the existing network. That's wonderful. We've got about 30 seconds. I miscalculated how much time we had to break, so we can certainly pick up uh, more case studies after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My guest is Michael Drew. We're talking about creating a bestseller. We will be right back on the other side. Stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. This is our last segment. We're talking with Michael Drew about creating bestsellers. And he talked about a couple of particular case studies. I know you've got a long roster of people that we could talk about. I know that you've worked with T. Harvecker and Laura Langmeyer and uh, a whole bunch of really, really amazing people. Uh, let's do another another case study. I mean, is there somebody else you want to talk about or do you want to talk about how you put Pendulum on the bestseller list or perhaps Greg Reed's stickability? We both know Greg real well. Uh, let's well, let me see if I can do a couple of those things there. Um, okay. So another client that I worked on, I'm just kind of trying to illustrate the difference between platform types. So with Roy, 
he's well known in radio. With Ivan, he's got an, a, a business networking organization. Another gentleman um, that I worked with was uh, named Jordan Rubin. He uh-huh. owned a online nutraceutical company called Garden of Life. In fact, if you've ever been to GNC, you'll, you've probably seen many of the Garden of Life products. And um, but seventy percent of his sales for his nutraceutical lines were sold through online um, retailers. And he wanted to build his business out from a nineteen million dollar a year grossing company into a bigger a bigger company. And so what we did is we knew that the that the package that was being sold by the online partners uh, to their clients was about fifty dollars a month. And so we said, well, let's let's use this book as an excuse to retrain our buyers um, to spend a hundred dollars a month versus fifty. So we put together a whole new package offering and in the first uh the first order we included the book for free we went back to our online retailers and we said you know uh here's a new package we want to retrain your audience to buy a hundred dollars a month versus 50 here's the package we're going to include the book now because we're including the book and it's going to be purchased from retailer we have to pay full retail price for these books so we can only pay you commission for 75 dollars out of that first purchase but we're going to retrain your buyers to spend a hundred dollars a month and so we did that. We kept the book on the USA Today, maybe the New York Times and Washington Journal, but kept it on the USA Today list for 64 weeks. And we were able to take his company from 92 million to over seven, probably 19 million to over 76 million dollars in one calendar calendar month with the proper and successful tie-in of the book back into the business. That is amazing. Now with wow. with Ivan. With Ivan, Ivan was able to triple the size of, sorry, double the size of DNI within three three years because of the direct promotion of the book. Roy Williams was able to go from five thousand dollars per keynote speech to twenty thousand dollars per keynote speech. That was back in '99, and he's been charging um, twenty thousand or more uh, per keynote ever since. And he used to do fifty to sixty years, so he's making over an additional million dollars in gross revenue every year. And the book was the springboard for all of this. It's not just about the book, of course. Right. It's it, it, The book is the tool to be able to give us exposure and to spread the message. That's really great. One more case study before we move on? Uh, let me think. Uh, well, you asked about or you brought up Harv Ecker. Um, you know, what, what Harv did is he had already been working in the – business personal development space uh, as a sales a salesman, uh, both from the stage and the back of the room. And he had spent several years, four years, putting together a platform out of Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, uh, called Peak Potentials. And he built the, business, built the business up large enough that he decided he wanted to be a time seller, and he brought me in. And the strategy that was determined and developed was that we would uh, that he's such a great salesperson, we would have him do his normal sales uh, sales from the stage at his events and at the events that he spoke on, and then go all the way down to saying instead of saying two thousand dollars to attend this event, which you know you want to attend, if you buy if you pre buy my book today, spend twenty four ninety five, uh, we will give you two tickets to this event for free, and we were able to pre sell one hundred and twenty thousand copies of his book. It took us two years, but we pre-sold them, and we were able to launch the book to number one on the New York Times, Washington Journal, USA Today, um, the whole thing. Yeah, so I've uh, read that book, and it's amazing. 
It is. And uh, so, it, again, every platform, every client we have is a different audience, different platform, different way of leveraging it. And so what you, what you need to do is build an audience engagement platform that allows you to build relationship with your with your audience, know what a book can and cannot, cannot do in terms of that uh, engagement opportunity. In terms of Pendulum, when we launched the book, we leveraged um, the relationships I had with my clients, um, my many years of clients, and the relationships I've built over the years. I've spoken on many stages, and we were able to leverage uh, those relationships in doing a product launch at PendulumInAction.com, which is now our blog for our Pendulum in Action Fundamental Program, where we use the program as a giveaway in exchange for people buying books. Um, and we've certainly seen massive exposure from the success of our book, including uh, my my being gifted the opportunity to speak at Harvard three times and beyond. Uh, and, and finally, when we look at Greg Reed, Greg, of course, has his own platform that he's been doing with his secret knock, knock event and other things that he's been doing for a number of years. But also uh, with stickability, he was able to bring to the table the power and the strength of the Napoleon Hill Foundation is uh, he was the uh, the co-author for that that book, um, which yeah. would be the second book in the series. And so he was able to leverage two platforms in being able to pre-sell and drive traffic into stores to buy the book. That's all really fantastic, Michael. A lot of great examples. I appreciate you sharing all that. So let me ask, I mean, your website is promoteabook.com. You help people create bestsellers and help them generate extra income for their business via their book. Who is your ideal client? I mean, obviously, you don't work with everyone. Uh, you probably have a very uh, a criteria or a special select group of people that you work with. So how, how do you identify your ideal client and who you choose to work with? Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, call, it's, it, we're a marketing agency that specializes in building platforms. Getting a book onto the sellers list is one fraction of what we do. It represents the amplification of voice. So we not all of our clients um, will need to do a bestseller campaign. Bestseller campaign or will want to do a bestseller campaign. For those who want to run a bestseller campaign, it has to make strategic sense for for their business objectives for them to do so. Typically speaking, we need to have a platform, an author that is a platform where. Being able to sell 15,000 copies of the book to his or her audience is certainly within the within a fair realm of reasonability. Not a stretch, not maybe not as the, the stars align, but pretty reasonable. Uh, Ivan Meiser, while we started, uh, when I worked with him on doing live events that broke Guinness Book of World Records, but uh, ultimately we moved it to an online promotion, and he can send out like three emails and sell 30,000 books. So he's got the audience and platform in place to be able to uh, sell books directly to that audience. And really the, the rule of thumb is if, you, if your marketing budget for your book can be, say, three to $400,000, then you're right to do a bestseller. If it cannot be, then you're not ready to publish a book traditionally. You can certainly do an online or, or Amazon book. But you're not ready to do a bestseller campaign. So at that point, what you're really looking at is the need to build your platform so that if it makes sense in the future, that you have the ability to promote the book and make it a bestseller. Um, So in terms of what we look for for a bestseller, it's literally can you are you confident in that three to four hundred thousand dollars guarantee, which means which is essentially enough enough to 
do what we call a CPA campaign online, cost per acquisition, to get people to, to get people to buy the book. So you're spending as much getting people to buy the book as, as you would if you were to buy the fifteen thousand needed for the bestseller, but you're getting real sales. That would be the worst case scenario that has to be planned for in order to run a bestseller campaign. If you can't spend that time, if you can't potentially spend that amount of money on a bestseller campaign, your platform isn't large enough to support a book being out in the retail market. If it can, great, then that would be a good fit for us. If you're not able to play at that level, then really what you need to do is figure out where is your platform today and what is needed in order to promote your business to that next level. In, tr- in terms of platform building, we have two different levels. We have a getting started kind of cookie cutter approach, which ranges anywhere from uh, twenty-five dollars to $75,000 to full ser- service customized platform building. And typically speaking, our clients in full service platform building uh, will spend on average one hundred and fifty to $250,000 a year on the building and the growth of their platform. Sounds great. Well, we are three minutes to the end of the show. I can't believe how quickly this has gone. So let me ask you, well, first of all, let me say once again, Michael's website for for his company is promoteabook.com, promoteabook.com. So, Michael, let me ask you the question that I ask everybody at the end of the show. Who inspires and motivates you? My daughter. I think I said that last time, too. Uh, she She is my reason for living. Um, she is why I take the action. I, I would also say... Um, what's really important to me in my life is family. And I'm grateful for all my family members and for my friends. I'm, you know, today I'm feeling especially grateful for my uh, business partner and life partner, um, Andrea uh, Rindel in Calgary, Alberta. She is my inspiration and she, she supports me and keeps me moving and going. I'm very grateful for all that she does for me. Um, I know that you that you had opened it up earlier for any questions. I know we've only got a couple minutes left. Were there were there any pressing questions that that you that uh, you wanted me to answer? Um, I really can't think of anything. I think you you really covered all the bases, and anything that I have left probably would be a little bit of a tangent from what, where we've gone. So that's totally fine. So can I make can an we... offer? Can I make an what? offer to your audience? Can I make Absolutely. an offer to your audience? Yeah. I have a white paper that I've written titled How to Publish a Bestselling Book. Um, it's not available online or anywhere, but I will happily give everybody my email address and they and I will email anyone who wants a copy of how to publish a best-selling book, the white paper. You're not going to opt in. There's no promotions. I'll happily give it to you. It'll give you a really good overview of, of how publishing works. Uh, it'll re-review a lot of the things that we've gone through. Uh, so if you want to email me at michael at promoteabook.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L at P-R-O-M-O-T-E-A-B. O-O-K.T-O-M, Michael at PromoteABook.com. Sounds fantastic. Well, we are so thankful, Michael, that you came back to the show to discuss publishing with us. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right. And this has been Success Profiles Radio. We are bringing the show to a close. You can hear us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern right here at www.successprofilesradio. You can also download and subscribe to the show for free on iTunes anytime you'd like. Download Subscribe to the show. Leave a review of the show on iTunes. I would really highly appreciate that. You can find me on Facebook. Look for Success Profiles Radio on Facebook. And you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. We will be right back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much. Goodbye.
thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week,